Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show. Let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you haven't followed me yet on Instagram or Twitter, I'm at Strict Anonymous. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you want to be on the Strictly Anonymous Podcast, this is a show where everybody remains anonymous. I change your voice. You make up a name. You could call me from a block number. I don't even need to know really who you are. I just want to hear your real life true story. (laughs) You could be on the show. I'm always looking for people to call in. Send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show or just go to my uh, DM, DM me on Instagram and Twitter. Go to there, follow me at Strict Anonymous, and you could DM me there. You could also call into my confessionals hotline and leave a confession. You could do that 24-7. The number is 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. If you're listening on a podcast app, make sure to subscribe to my show. That helps my show. Make sure to give me five-star review if you can. Thank you to everybody who have been leaving reviews. I've been getting a lot of really great reviews lately, so thank you so much for that. It really helps the show, and I love just hearing from my listeners. Uh, You could also talk to me, not just through a nice review, but also over on YouTube. If you want to comment on the episodes, YouTube is the best place to do it, or the only place to do it. That's what I love about YouTube as a platform for my show. People get to comment on the episodes, go over to my YouTube, go over to YouTube, look up Strictly Anonymous Podcast, subscribe to my channel there, and comment on the videos. Today I have on Davis. He talks about where he got that name from. There's a reference to a movie, Crash Davis. He'll talk about that. <laughs> but he's here to talk all about the high-end escort world. I used to have a guy on early in my podcasting days that called in a couple times and gave me the scoop, the backstory on the high-end escort business. It was super fascinating to me. I think it will be to all of you. Most people can't afford a high-end escort all the time. They happen to be very expensive. but And it is a very different world uh, that, like I said, people don't really know about. I didn't know about it. So I find this kind of stuff interesting. He's in that world. He's been seeing high-end escorts for a long time. He started working at a escorting place when he was very young, way before he started using them. It wound up to be this side job that he got. Uh, So he wound up knowing uh, the ins and the outs. And then so many years later, shit went down in his marriage. He started to seek out escorts and got into that whole world. And that's what we talk about. We talk about how, where he wound up going online to find the girls, how they vet him out on this website, how he finds the girls, what they're all about, what he's looking for, how much they charge, his hot experiences, 
He gets very specific about a couple different ones, one with a flight attendant, one with a teacher, one with a threesome. <laughs> we talk prices. We talk girlfriend experience. We talk how a guy like him, who, by the way, was always monogamous all his life for a very long time, how and why he started doing this and how it affected his marriage. His wife has never found out. He's been doing this for a while. How he does get away with it. We talk about that. Like, where does he, how does he keep his finances and all the money he spends uh, over in that part of his life a secret? Or how does he communicate that with them as a secret? All that kind of stuff. <laughs> anyway, it's super interesting. You're going to get a lot about the world, about how it works, a lot of hot experiences that he has and all that kind of good stuff. So anyway, I'm just going to be Right back on with Davis. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Hi, uh, Davis. We're calling you Davis, right? How are you doing yep. today, Davis? Davis is pretty, pretty good. How are you, Kathy? Good. I know you want to call yourself Crash Davis. Is that what it is? <laughs> what was that reference? Because maybe other people get it. Really obscure reference if I guess you're a guy over the age of 40 and have seen Bull Durham, but there was a line in the movie where he talks about women in the major leagues versus the minor leagues, and he says the difference is long legs and brains. Right. Uh, and it's ju just a funny line, and, and like I said, you had had a guest on about seven years that had another seven years ago that had another Costner reference, and so I just thought of that, so... And I'm like, I'm like, no way, but you know, the thing is, the difference between men and women is men... Like, w men think women know useless things, and we talk about useless things, like, you know, gossip and what people are wearing, yeah. but women think the same thing about guys. You guys know oh, no. yeah. lines of movies and shit and like sports that. And yeah, and, I mean, it's useless information, but I bet yeah. you there's a lot of guys that are going to know exactly what you're talking oh, about. Yeah. And the reason why you, that name would relate is because we are going to be talking about high-end escorts correct yes. is that how it ties into yeah. crash davis like long legs yeah, and brains for, for that one line i guess that's a reference yeah but correct because high-end escorts have long legs and brains i mean is that where you're is that the thing like they are just not, the nec top not necessarily just the legs but it's the total package it's the, the right. beauty the brains mm -hmm. uh the the intellect and so it's not just the looks i guess that's what made me think of the crash davis reference but yeah yeah, yeah and that's what i love that's why i want to start there because i think that that is it interesting that's the difference so yes. you know why don't you explain first of all a little bit of your backstory i mean you are a married man happily married man yeah. Who uses high end top of the mountain escorts, right? For a very <laughs> long time. And you're going to tell me all about it. I used to have a guy on very early on named Ray J, I think was his name he used. And he called in and he had the info and the skinny on all of it. It was super interesting to me. I, that was like six years ago. So I'm excited to talk yeah. to another person. And I think it's interesting for people to hear about this whole world because it is a yeah. world that a lot of people can't live in because it is very expensive yeah and it's a world that i don't think pop culture has ever accurately described by pop culture i mean movies tv yeah. shows netflix whatever mm -hmm. the only two things that have ever done it in my opinion mm -hmm. are madison winter is a high-end provider in toronto she did a podcast called um escort deconstructed and for the record i never met her never spoken with her, never emailed her but she follows you on twitter and madison if you're listening spot on accurate Oh, interesting. Uh, Should I have yeah, her on very, my very, show? Okay. <laughs> supposedly she calls you on Twitter. Uh, oh, but, okay. But good to know. every episode she has is self-contained. She talks to some, um, uh, a woman, then a man, then a money guy, and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. Very, very good, spot on accurate. 
and the guy you had on Seven Years is good. And oddly enough, uh, here's to you, Leo Grande, the movie out right now. The, uh, does what's it pretty the movie? Well. Emma Thompson stars in it. It's called Here's to You, Leo Grande. However, it's a male provider and a female client. Emma Thompson's a client. Oh, interesting. Right. But so, you're here yeah. to talk from so, the guy's perspective. Correct. Yeah. yeah. I just, I just, I always felt it'd be a fascinating movie or TV series. Yeah. Just about the real ins and outs of the business, what it's like, what it's not like, the misconceptions, the, the, the and the realities. Yeah. I think the problem with that is yeah. the laws. I mean, a lot of these, correct. they can't yeah. really do it the way they'd want to do it because it's against yeah. the law in most places, but they should do it in Canada where it is yeah. not against the law. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that was her point. She's fully out and out there because in Toronto, it's perfectly legal. So. Mm-hmm. so why don't you start there? Well, let's start with you're happily married. This is not something like, oh, your wife isn't giving you sex, correct? Well, a little bit. Uh, oh, let me okay. start with the backstory. Yeah. I've been married 15 going on 20 years and mm-hmm. about seven to 10 years into it, the, the sex or probably before that just started to get more infrequent, more uh, troublesome, argumentative, I hate to say. Oh, okay. Uh, to the point we had the talk like twice mm-hmm. and my struggle with that is everything else about my life and my marriage i absolutely love i don't want to go through this world uh with anybody but her oh That's okay interesting so the only thing you but, were arguing about and the talk was was just about that piece of the pie the the intimacy issue every other yeah. thing in your life was was good in your marriage great mm-hmm. and i didn't realize early on how important that was to me both right. personally and as a man. I mean, I hate to use uh, the term sexual being. I think that's a bit of a cliche. Mm-hmm. But I I think the intimacy and the connection and maybe even a little bit the thrill, uh, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. uh, is important. And I struggled with this. I didn't just wake up one day and do it. It just got to the point I was just very frustrated. And I think I had mentioned it earlier, but I worked kind of on the other side of the business way back in the early 2000s in, in a major city. And so I kind of knew what ha- what the real how it really worked. So well, mention speak. that again because I don't remember that, and nobody read okay. that your email, so they need to know what do you mean you work okay, on the but, other side of the business? Oh, I thought I put in the email. Like, um, no, 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 but nobody read the email, so you got to explain. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, in the early two thousands, during the tech bust, I lost my job. I was in tech at the time, mm-hmm. and I I couldn't find a job. Well, I actually, I found three jobs. They were all shit jobs. Mm-hmm. And so I found an ad in the back of the printed monthly alternative paper in the city. Remember those the actual printed yeah. them out. So it was this very obscure ad about like, can you work nights? Uh, forget the wording, but it, it gave this place to report to for the interview. It's this really obscure place. It promised good money. And I think I may have known kind of what it was, but I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. So I showed up. And so the interview was basically, I would run the admin side of it. Yeah. Bookings, advertising, this all of this pre-internet. Yeah. Uh, bookings, advertising, hiring, firing, just the unglamorous side of it, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it was an agency. And so we would get girls to come in. We'd book them with guys. I kind of got to see, the, like I said, the other side of this business, how surprisingly normal it is, how normal the women were, how normal the guys were, and just the amount of money going back and forth between people. Uh, it was just fascinating. I Right then I said, this is just a, easily be a good movie. Uh, and I did that for maybe six or 12 months until I got a job job. Uh, and that kind of went away. Uh, just life moved on and everything else. And the funny thing is my wife actually knows about that. Fast forward 15 years later, I kind of j- I knew the machinations of how that industry worked. I knew how to get into it. I knew it really wasn't that risky. Uh, and so I just kind of knew what to do. I was already armed with that knowledge. And so I signed up for a website called uh, Preferred 1-1 or P411. Um, 
actually, let me back up. I found a local provider here. Uh, that was my first visit. To be honest with you, kind of nervous, kind of first dating. Um, went very, very well. Um, still know her to this day. Um, and saw her for a few months, then had seen a few other women, and that led me to the P411. Sorry, I skipped ahead about that. No, that's okay. But let me uh, ask you a quick question: okay. Were you a total? Were you a totally monogamous guy before this? And if so, for how long were oh, yeah. you completely monogamous to your wife before oh, you started looking? Good around? question. Always and always will be. And I know this sounds weird to say this, but I would never have an affair. Uh huh. I, in some way in my head, I compartmentalize those into different buckets. Mm-hmm. To, to me, an affair is almost an emotional affair. It's I, I'm choosing somebody else over you, and that's not what this is at yeah. all. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know if that makes me sound hypocritical, but it's just kind of how I see it. I see. Listen, I, and, I, this is the reason why I do my show, and I have on tons of guys who have cheated, who cheated, or have cheated on their wives, and I get the whole full story because I think you need to hear the full story and know all the details before you put every cheater in one category. You know, there is a difference for sure. Yeah, And and to a degree, I think most cheaters, especially men's side, kind of want want to be caught and they're sloppy about it. And like I said, I would never screw a 20 year old and she ends up throwing her high heeled shoes at my window at three in the morning or (laughs) Hooters pictures or something like that. I mean, that's just, or my wife's best friend. All these just end very, very badly. Yeah, but I don't think, so, listen, I don't think all cheaters want to get caught. I think the ones that ooh. are subconsciously maybe wanting an end of the situation and the reason why they're cheating to begin with, they bring that on. I think it's deeper than that. And that's the other reason maybe. I do my show to get those full things. And I give my little two cents about that stuff. But with you, okay. let's get back to you. How okay. you that, What's the answer to that question? How long were you monogamous before you you saw your first local provider? Oh, about 10 years. Okay. So you were really yeah. a monogamous guy. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting, the guy that's monogamous for 10 years, what pushes him over the edge. It's not yeah. like once a cheater, always a cheater, but it's also not once monogamous, always monogamous. No, yeah. I've never even cheated on a girlfriend. That's right? just not how I'm wired. I mean, one time I dated two women at the same time because I started dating them at the same time. It was exhausting. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. I just, I'm like, why? How can you keep up? And just the money and everything else is exhausting. So I just never... That was that was never even an option of this. It wasn't cheat or stay in my marriage. It was stay in my marriage and do this. Mm-hmm. So you, if that, if that makes sense. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you know, to you, yeah. it makes sense too. That's what happened. I mean, you went uh, your whole life being monogamous. You had this wife. You were really in love with her. Everything else was working except the sex. You tried before you met this local provider. Had a lot of talks with her. Did, was there a lot of? Is that what you said, that there was arguing and everything going down, correct? Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty, secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description.
Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And and each time I thought we would come to a solution or something to that effect, and it just never stuck. We'd always revert back to sex every three months or something like that. Right. Okay. So eventually, how did you feel after that first time that you met with that first provider? I felt conflicted. Yeah. Um, On one hand, it gave me something that I needed, Mm -hmm. uh, both emotionally and sexually, but also I felt kind of guilty about it. Yeah, I would Um, assume. Yeah. But not 100% either way. I mean, I felt bad for not feeling 100% guilty, if that makes sense. Totally. I understand Um, every one of those feelings. Yeah. But um, I got lucky, so to speak, that that person was a, a great person. Like I said, I still see her to this day. Very down to earth, no drama, an actual friend of mine to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and will give me references to anybody. And her point of view is this is a business and we all got to eat. And so I'm helping other women by giving them your reference. And so some, sometimes you don't see that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. She's, she's an awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So then you, when do you make that leap to the preferred? What was that place that you said you started after you used the local provider? You then went to uh, a website? It's called Preferred 411 or P411, as okay. you're called. Uh-huh. And the, w- the way they do it, at least this was back when I got on there in 15 or 16 or something like that. A lot of this is pre-COVID. Yeah. That you 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 log you get onto it and one of two if you're the man, they do it one of two ways. They they screen you by either you have to submit your actual personal information, address, maybe a pay stub and your place of employment, and they call you and you they ask for you by name. Wow. And then they get directed there. And so they're okay, we, we can verify you're an actual person mm-hmm. and you're not law enforcement or whatever. And from what I understand, the site's based in Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the other option is you have two or three providers vouch for you. And so they give you an okay, so to speak. And you can see the one of two ways. And then as a man, after you get one of those two approvals, then you're approved on the site. Oh, interesting. Okay. And, and so all the women on there and all the men, they're all completely screened, double screened, actually. And so there are, you don't have to worry about anybody there being a either law enforcement on the either side or a complete psycho, for lack of a better term. Right, right. So it, it's, a, it's a way to screen people. And it's not cheap. It's probably a couple hundred bucks a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I jokingly call it the e-harmony of, of provider sites. I mean, you have to be serious to get on it and it's not cheap. So, right. Because you're paying that subscription, yeah. but then that doesn't, that's doesn't go towards how much you're going to have to spend for the girls. And we're going to get into all no, of that. No, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just the screening. And that's in my opinion, that P4 is well worth it. Mm-hmm. Did you know going in how expensive this was going to be? Yes. Okay. And that's the thing about, and you, that's in my opinion, kind of what separates the quote high end from the rest of it is, I mean, there's other things, but it starts at the price point. It's in, in, in a general random market starting about 500 an hour, uh, maybe a two or three hour minimum. You get into the bigger cities, you're at 800, 1,000 an hour, maybe more. Again, two or three hour minimums. Mm-hmm. So you can't go into this where a couple of grand is a staggering amount of money. Right, exactly. Um, it's, and that's all yeah. relative depending on how yeah, much it, you it make. Is, yeah. mm-hmm. And you'll and you'll hear women these exact same women five hundred bucks an hour they'll have guys call and say well what can you do for two fifty no, fuck off right go away <laughs> and so yeah, yeah. And, and that's what's unless you can roll deep in this this may not be your game yeah especially because so, like you said that there's a, an actual you know fee for being a yearly member first and foremost so they vet you out that yeah. way yeah well it's like it's like any other service and in my opinion sex work is work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I firmly believe that, but it's like any other service, be the, your hairdresser or anything else, they have a rate. That's their profession. You wouldn't want to ask them to do it half price. You wouldn't want a free one or anything else. And so that's just how I view it. And so if, if you can't afford it, well, find a cheaper hairdresser. 
right now. What were you looking for on there? Like start describing what the difference is or what that world is all about that nobody has ever really got right. Yeah. Me personally, and you may laugh at this, the type I have written all that different come from a real life type. Um, that my age floor is probably 35. Mm-hmm. Um, seen all the way up in the mid early 50s. Uh, brunette, blonde-ish, uh, curvy, college degree, educated, can talk, it's articulate. Uh, like I said, the total GFE, girlfriend experience. Right. And so it's it's not just the sex. To me, anyway, I'm speaking for myself. Mm-hmm. And I, in my opinion, that's what makes somebody great at this in this industry is can you do the whole package? And, and the long-term regulars I've had, each one of those I clicked with instantly. I can talk to them for hours, and they're interesting, fascinating people. Let me ask you and this. So that, do you that's see, kind of what I look for. Do you see these girls when you're traveling for business? Yes. Okay. Um, again, COVID kind of... Uh, slowed everybody's role in this industry, obviously. But I, I had a job that I traveled quite a bit around mm-hmm. the country, most major markets. And so I would develop a regular or two in a couple of cities that I would visit uh, frequently. Mm-hmm. And I would, ju- I would get to know them. I'd get to know the local scene. Uh, once I got comfortable with me, they'd tell me about themselves, about the city, about why they got into the business, what they like, what they don't like. And it was my way of not doing this in the town that I live in. Yeah, that's, um, I mean, I would. Because, ass- yeah, I, I would mean, assume if you're paying that much and you want a total girlfriend experience, I don't know if you're like Ray J, okay? But what I remember about him, I mean, he would meet them in the hotel lobby. He would maybe oh, take yeah, them yeah. out to dinner. So he really needed somebody that, and yeah. wanted somebody who could present well. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah, mm-hmm. that's another thing. Like, I would never take somebody out to dinner in my hometown. Lord, mm-hmm. no. Right. But like, well, like when I'm traveling, we meet at the bar, we meet at the the, re- the hotel restaurant, have mm-hmm. dinner, mm-hmm. have drinks, whatever. And the the people I would pick, you would see with me and not think anything of it. Right. That's you, what I mean. At that yeah, level, yeah. you're paying for the level. whole package because you, if you want that experience, you want to be out and about with them, and you want it. You don't want it to look like an obvious. Oh, that's a guy no. with a hooker. Yeah, you can spot him a mile away. <laughs> yes, you and can. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I can. Right. But every now and then, the rare ones. If if I'm with a 42 year old woman, you mm-hmm. can't tell. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm looking for. But also from a life standpoint and a conversational education standpoint, I just have more in common with them. So, right. And so if you're paying for them and they have those minimums, I mean, you're not just fucking the whole time. No, 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 not at all. I mean, there's that implied. But the first hour or two, and that's why, like, I never book an hour. I like the two, three hours anyway. Just I like dinner, I like the drinks, I like catching up, so how's, how's your life, blah, blah, blah. So it's just more than that. It's more just the connection. Yeah, And totally. the sex involved. I mean, the sex is still there. I'm not going to lie and say it's not about it. But... Of course. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want to get more specific about that and go through your, your first experience. But let okay. me ask you a quick question about your finances. You know, how, because you're spending a lot of money over there. I mean, is it the type of thing that I think is very normal in marriages where your wife is just not looking through every single bill that's going out? I mean, like, how do you hide all those payments? Well, that, that's a very good question. The, the money is the hardest part Okay. about this. Mm-hmm. If I were, uh, this isn't meant to sound arrogant, but if I were single, I could do what I want, wherever I want, of course, however often I wanted to, but I'm not. So I'm have to hide some money mm-hmm. if you owned a business with you or you had volatile income you're a salesman or of some type yeah you make a lot of money one month not much money. you could easily hide money or a big bonus as well but if you're a w-2 type even a high earning w-2 type there is a level of consistent income you have to to be able to show mm-hmm. and so just 
the way you get around is you you hide some money here or you get a bonus and you you hide some of it you do this you do that and we've always had five or six different bank accounts anyway right and i'd recommend that for any any marriage for a whole list of reasons so i've just always had my own individual accounts so if i siphon off you know a thousand bucks here a couple of grand there before you know it i've got some money and right. so but the money is the hardest part yeah i would think yeah it's actually not the logistics and the undercover stuff it's how do you hide the money yeah, because um, if your wife goes in and looks, and like, what do they charge it if you looked at your, I mean, could you put it on credit cards? Do you have to pay cash? No, I pay cash. It ca okay. Always cash. It's always cash. Okay, that's Not what I would Venmo, think. Not Venmo, cash, cash, cash. Everything else is traceable. Uh, you see stories of dudes on Venmo, hell no. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll, and you'll see providers that want Venmo. I'm like, no, absolutely not. Cash. And I'll me, give you a deposit on Venmo. But. Yeah, of course. But let me ask you this. Where is that? Where is all the communication taking place? Because there's got to be some texts going back and oh, forth. E e email. Okay. And you have a separate but, email account that your wife doesn't yes. know about and an app that uh, she doesn't know about? Correct. And, and most of the women I've come across have an email address on something called Proton. Mm -hmm. Proton Mail, which from my understanding of the server is in, guess where? Canada. And so they... They email back and forth on that. So that's protected. Uh, and in the communication, I need to uh, uh, say this. There's nothing ever discussed about prices, acts, everything else. If you do that, if you hit them up and say, well, you fuck me for $500, boom, fuck off, right? They'll yeah. never talk to you again. Yeah. Uh, there is nothing in my phone, in my email box, anything ever, anywhere that has any details at all. Right. That's Pictures, what I want to know. If you drop yep, dead tomorrow... Yep. No, yeah. And you're, I'm your wife. I get your phone and I'm like, oh, reminiscing. I just want to see pics of him and go through and just remember him. Like, I'm not going to nope. come across any of this nope. shit. Where is it? Where are those emails? You'll, you'll see pictures of puppy dogs and okay. food and travel <laughs> pics. No, yeah. yeah. And, and, the, and the women who've been doing this long enough, they, they know this. They, if, if a guy hits them up, their first thought is law enforcement. Uh, their second thought, he's, a, he's new at this. And they're, they, they're not interested, right? And from the flip side, if a woman's discussing specifics and everything else, it could be a sting. So we all know the rules here. Just say, hey, let's meet for three hours at 7 p.m. in the hotel lobby. Mm -hmm. There's nothing implied. Their rates are on their website. You don't discuss the rates. If you ask the rates, you're ghosted. Fuck off, right? Right, but I mean, and that so email, no, 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 but I still haven't got the answer. Like, I know that you're emailing them and you're not saying any of this stuff, but where is that email? You're doing it from your phone? Do you have a burner phone? Yes. Yeah, uh, uh, either a burner phone or a burner email account, yes. Okay, so you have or, both of those going down. Yes, yes. And your burner phone, where is that? On your on your person when you're walking around? Yes, yeah, always, on, always on my person. So. Oh, okay. So if you get in a car, let me they, tell you, there is something. I should get the name from my friend. Uh, a, a guy friend of mine told me about an app that they have out now that looks like an app for something else and you go in and like it's a place to, to house like all of like your stuff and yeah. it, it has a password that you could only do but it also has like a fake password so if like your your person wants to, to see and they're like put in the password you put in another password and it opens oh, really? up to nothing yeah it's like a whole undercover thing and I'm just like oh my god this is like so mm -hmm. fascinating but I'm like they don't really advertise this because if they did then women would know so it's kind of like below the radar but it really yeah, did is, not know that. yeah it really is set up to be a place for guys or women to hide shit 
but it really isn't it, they can't advertise if you think about no. it because like the word would get out but it is set up in that way and i forget what the name is i should find it i'll give it in the intro maybe but anyway let's get yeah. back to your first okay. experience so you switch over to preferred 411 and you know who, how much do you pay for your first girl and walk me through how the whole thing took place the first time I think the very first time, I want to say it was three or four hundred dollars for an hour. This was 2014 or 15. Yeah. Um, and she would, she was able open to seeing new people because she was sort of new in the industry as well. That's how you can kind of get your foot in the door. Mm-hmm. And so I saw her. She was, I say local, but from two or three cities away, but she would come here often. So that's sort of quasi local. The point is, I would never run into her at a store. Yeah. And, and so I met her. Like I said, was kind of nervous, but played it off. Uh, she was very down to earth, very cool. Uh, I was surprisingly normal about it. And it was just kind of like we talked for 45 minutes and then uh, went down on her. Because that's kind of my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then we had pretty good sex for about 10, 15 minutes. And that was it. Like I said, it was surprisingly normal. And so that was, like I said, I was kind of nervous about it. Uh, but she had a great way of just being cool and not being kind of fidgety yeah and so and so like i said i've seen her often since then really um got to be friends with her and so that kind of helped me get my feet wet so to speak and she kind of helped me learn the ins and outs of the local area Um, was she a 10 what did she look like are oh, all the uh, girls that you're paying this, do they all 11s, 12s? Oh, no, probably uh, 7s and 8s, to be honest with you. Interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, not to say that 10s aren't out there. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. everybody has their, and I guess everybody's 10 is somebody else's 6. Yeah. Uh, but but just my personal preference, like I said, I like a certain age range, a certain body type, uh, certain everything else. And she fit that to the wheelhouse. So mm-hmm. that that's why I picked her. It wasn't random. Um, and so she just kind of fit into my into my wheelhouse yeah no i'm just thinking oh high and escort if this is this whole world you would think that they're all like models and perfect bodies and that kind of a thing um that is out there but a thing to realize is the people who last in the business and who make good repetitive money are the ones who bring the whole thing the whole package to the table yeah it's not it's not just about appearance it's what gets the guy to come back time after time after time yeah, no, this and is so, what I love that you're calling in to explain, because like you said, most people don't really understand what the world is really about. Look at me. I'm like yeah. thinking that they're all super hot. I felt like Ray J, when he talked about it, it was a lot of like famous porn stars on there that he met up with that you could hire. And you do see girls like that on these sites. Yeah, they, yeah he had those out there, but also went back and listened. He had people in their 40s and 50s. Totally, yeah. Yeah, and that he had known for years and was friends with them. And mm-hmm. like some of the porn stars he had, he, he, saw, he saw once and that was it. Yeah. And and so it's just like, what are you looking for? What's what's your thing? And like I said, the women that I've known over the years, once they get comfortable and gotten to know me, they generally like what they do. Uh, and not to say that sex work isn't work, because it is. Yeah. But it's like any other industry. Some people love their jobs. Some people hate their jobs. Some people like their job. I hear certain things about it. And some people are good at their job and don't like their job. Yeah. So it's, it's just like any other job, any other work. Uh, but at the end of the day, the ones that are successful, like any other profession, will enjoy it. And they enjoy the, the people side of it. And they bring the, the total package to the table. Because mm-hmm. if you run into somebody that's disinterested, I don't care how hot they are to me. I, this doesn't do anything for me. 
Yeah, you want and, the yeah. you want the girlfriend experience. I think that would be a yeah. big part of it. Yeah, if I can't talk to them, it's just it's kind of like a first date. I mean, a first date, you either click or you don't. Mm-hmm. And so it's either why do you click with some person versus the other? I don't know. Um, but it's just that's part of it. And so, in my opinion, the ones I've seen over and over for years, and there have been regulars more so than the other regulars. Those are the ones that I remember. Right. And so now once you had that first taste of that first girl and you realize this is the place where you could go and, you know, hook stuff up all the time, like, did you start going crazy? I mean, how many people a year in the beginning would you see? In the beginning, maybe three or four per year. And like Mm -hmm. I said, once I found somebody, I would stick with them for a while. Yeah. Uh, And then the one that I ended up being a regular, and this is the part of this industry that surprised me. Um, as a man, you think this is just about the sex and everything else. And yeah, we're friends. Cool. Hey, let's just have sex. Yeah. She, she passed away. Oh, you're kidding. And it broke my fucking heart. One of the girls in the beginning that you met up with? One of the regulars. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, How did she die? Suicide. Oh, really? Yeah. I have it. I had, I taped another guy. I haven't aired his episode yet, but he had a girl that he was seeing who was a dom and he really helped her and did a lot yeah. for her. And then he's telling me this story. And then uh, I asked something about her and he's like, Oh, she, she passed and she killed herself. And I was like, Oh my yeah. God, it was like devastating to hear, you know? I know. And what surprised me, Kathy mm-hmm. is I thought this was just about the sex. Right. But yeah. I didn't realize how close I'd gotten to her mm-hmm. and I've kind of protected myself since then. I, I let myself get vulnerable and we had a great connection. We'd known each other for years and in another path and another life way, it may have been a different story for us. That's but how much you liked she, her and connected with her. I did. Yeah. And like I said, it completely broke my fucking heart. Now, how and, did you find out? Did one of the other girls tell you? Because I mean, what are no, they? No, I, I knew I knew her in, in real world. And so we were, I'm, at this point, the regulars, we all know each other's names. Oh, okay. That, but we do. Mm-hmm. And so like I, I was social media friends with her. And so then I saw that. And there were some other problems going on with her life. And I didn't know how to reach out in real time, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then she passed away. And the hard part for me is I couldn't tell anybody about it. I couldn't. Yeah, of course. I couldn't you couldn't mourn. You it. couldn't mourn. How, it, really. how, yeah. how, I couldn't even go to her funeral. How, how do you know her? Well, right. Yeah. I can't tell you that. So. Yeah. And so I just, I it, it surprised me personally how emotional I got about it. And but it so taught you a lot, lesson. Taught me a lesson, yes. Mm-hmm. And I've kept it since then. We can all be friends, and that's cool. And, and it's not to say I don't care about my friends, because I do. But there, I just kind of let myself get farther down the line than I should. So. Yeah, but maybe that was in the beginning because it was in the beginning. I mean, I think it's always a learning. There's always a learning curve no matter what you do in the beginning. Yeah, because at first I thought, oh, this is fun. This is cool. Her and I clicked in the real world and our, our fetishes and everything like that. Like I said, uh, probably I, I adored her. And so, like I said, she died um, suddenly. And I was, like I said, it broke my heart. What are some of your I, fetishes? It's a quick left turn. But what are some of your <laughs> fetishes like that you were into? Let's get into some of the specifics. And I love prices. I love like to know like, okay, you have yeah. to pay more for stuff, you know? Yes. Okay. Something I've learned about this industry, I'm surprisingly normal. And I've tried different things. And I'm like, I don't like that very much. So let's go back to what I like. And a good example is one of my early ones was, she, her specialty is B, BDSM. I've mm-hmm. always wanted to try it. Mm-hmm. I tried it and just quite frankly, not for me. Yeah. <laughs> and she's, she's awesome. Like other women refer people to her and she's awesome. Can't say any great things about her. I can't say any bad things about her rather, but it's just, 
uh, kind of not my cup of tea, but I figured like one of the fetish that I did have is I like hearing about what they do with other people. Uh-huh, while they're like doing a, the cuck fat. That's like a cuckold yeah. fetish kind of, right? Or maybe a hot wife thing. That's oh, a yeah, hot wife. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And so it just totally, always, like that kind of started early. That was the, the woman that passed away. Just that's how we got into it. She would tell me about these just things that she did, um, at the debauchery. Some of them were normal, some were funny. And I just, I just let it, but I thought they were hot. Mm-hmm. And so that's just kind of what I think. And so the, of all the women that I've known, once I get to know them, I always ask them. I said, what's the most horrorish thing you've ever done? And my God, the story is so I could write a movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but they turn you so, on. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, oh, God, yes. Some yeah. of them are funny, but some of them are hot. And some of them are just, they're, they're great, great stories. Like I said, um, they're just, I always ask them that and I always like to hear what I, I, what I get back. But that's kind of what I found about myself. I'm some things I like, some th- I guess the hot wife thing is probably not mainstream or maybe at this point. But uh, the BDSNM thing, not my thing. Uh, anal, not a thing at all. Um, and so I just kind of find like what I like and what I don't like. And and I've always kind of known this, but I love going down a woman. Mm-hmm. I don't really care if she goes down on me. I know that sounds weird. I like a good blowjob, but I would pay to, to go down on a woman. Yeah, so, no, I know guys like you. That's like a pleaser oh, yeah. kind mm-hmm. of mentality. There's some I'm, guys are I'm, just really like that. Uh huh. I'm good at it. I'm in control. I know what I'm doing and I love getting them off. That's just my wheelhouse, my thing. And I even pay for that sometimes. So. Well, isn't that what you're paying for with all these girls? <laughs> yeah. you, what do you mean sometimes? You pay for it all the time. Yeah, but I'm, joking. I'm like, true. you're getting paid to lay here and have an orgasm. Where do I sign up for this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are the prices? Like when you want to add in, oh, anal and you tried it or hot wife fetish or the BDSM, like do they charge? Like is it kind of like a la carte? Like this is the price for the hour and then if you want to um, add this on, this on, like how does that work? It de- depends if they do it or not. Some of them just flat out won't do BDS and name or whatever. And so, and they kind of say that on the website, kind of don't. But if you mention it and they do it, there's an upcharge. Uh, a good example I have is the BDS and thing. Uh, one of my regulars in the Northeast, uh, she was telling me that there's a very under the radar, very high end, very expensive BDS and provider that they refer them to. And it, you have to get double, triple screen to see her. And she kind of called her the Whitney beat me lady. Um, but the shit that woman from what I understand makes serious money. Really? Uh, and rarely has sex with any of the clients, if at all. And she makes very, very serious money. Mm-hmm. But that's like you would call in and say, okay, I want this. Do you do it? If the answer is yes, then you add on another, say you double your hourly rate if they do it at all. If they don't, they'll refer you to somebody who that's kind of their wheelhouse. How much do the girls that you typically meet up with, the regular, you know, not the whip me, beat me lady, but the regular <laughs> high-end escorts, how much do you think they're pulling in a year? Are they are they definitely making six figures at least? Oh, yeah. One of my regulars at one point had 200 grand cash Yeah. Uh, in, a, in a safe in her closet. And she's like, <laughs> and she's like, holy shit, what do I do with this? And that's yeah. a very legitimate question. Yeah, totally. Um, and, and I advise all of the women, they should all have job jobs. Uh, they should show income. Uh, they should pay taxes, have a health plan, whatever. Even if that job is you're a photographer or you're a consultant or something, show legal income. Mm-hmm. And so, but in, in her case, she had already had the money. So she doled out like 10 grand here, 15 grand there for repairs on her house and upgrades and stuff like that. And eventually bled through the money. So that was kind of her way to launder it. Yeah. Uh, she would find uh, contractors that would take cash to do a job cheaper. Mm-hmm. And so, but sh- she had realized, and she was kind of like me, she'd, if she gets money, her first thing isn't to go spend it, she would save it. So what if I, I I'm like, this business doesn't have a good retirement plan, so I should save my money. And so before you know it, she ends up with 200 grand and $100 bills. Yeah. And so there's that. And so, and that was, 
that was kind of fascinating to me. So I've helped other women along the way. Okay, here, here's how you plan a little bit better with your finances, show some income, uh, have some benefits, health plan, so on and so forth. You do remind so. me of that other guy that I spoke to that I told you had the, one of his girls uh, pass from suicide too. And he was... um. Before he he was actually an accountant, okay, and he talks about how he really was like you. He became friends with these girls and he helped them. He would yeah, t- yeah. teach them how to manage their money and all these things, and that's where he developed relationships the way that you do. How many girls are in your stable at like one time? Uh, Pre-COVID was more normal. I'd say three to five at any one time, and that's a mm-hmm. rotating group and so like i would see somebody new for every now and then and if i like them they join stable for lack of a better term yeah if i didn't i just never see them again it's just yeah. so, and some of my regulars would rotate out they'd quit the business they'd move uh life happens they would yeah, just yeah, move of on. course yeah that and makes so, sense yeah and so nobody is in this for 50 years they're all in it for five years or 10 years or whatever and then life carries them somewhere else did you ever live out like a threesome fantasy two girls at once anything like that no, I tried to set up one of my regulars in the Northeast with her and another guy that wanted to do this, but the logistics just never worked out. Who was the guy? Like a guy friend of yours? A guy friend of hers. A guy friend of hers. Oh, okay. So you wanted to do yeah. that, like a threesome though with another guy and double team yes. with her. And so she yes. she had the guy. She was, but it just didn't work out. I thought we couldn't work out the logistics. When I was in town, he wasn't available, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And so... So really, that, like I said, I, in my single days, I did the, the two girls thing and I like it and I do it again. But there's other, I just found those other fetishes that flip my switch. Yeah, well, better. if you're a hot, if um, you're into the hot wife scenario, I think the guy, the extra guy thing and watching that, that's going to get you more off than that. I mean, I've been very surprised to find out and I found this out through doing my show that I, I feel like a lot of guys like that MMF threesome yeah. more than the guys that want the FFM ones, you know, and I would have thought it was the opposite, but talking yeah. to a lot of people, I find that that's a very, that's a big one. The guys in public will never admit to it. They're like, oh man, no, I'll never do that. Well, okay, dude, like 40% of the population's into it. Okay. Let me but, tell um, you, it's so funny because I, I, and I've mentioned this on my other shows because I have a lot of guy friends and I was always as open as I am on my show. I was always open with my friends. So people always told me what they did sexually. And I was surprised when I'm doing my show. I'm like hearing about all these guys that want to watch their girlfriends fuck other people. And I'm like, how come none of my guy friends ever told me this? <laughs> but I, I think yeah. back to questions that guys had asked me and I thought like wow maybe when that guy asked me if that my other boyfriend's dick was bigger than his like I I gave him the wrong (laughs) answer when I said of course not maybe he wanted to hear but I I think that guys are afraid to really put that kind of thing out there yeah you're right now that question I I told you earlier that I posed to him all like what's the most horse thing you've ever done one of them to this is that same subject did it with me Mm-hmm. We were at, I did, I had an overnight. It was at a hotel in a, a major city yeah. and just, Hey, let's meet at the bar you know, and catch up, blah, blah, blah. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, she kind of knew my, my things. Right. And so at one point we see a guy at the end of the bar and we're like, so you want to fucking, uh, there was, I'm being direct here. Mm-hmm. And she said, yes. And so we, we made it out. Like we were husband, wife, she would approach him. I would give him a nod to say it was okay. So on and so forth. Uh, then we took him up to the room. I watched. He left, and then I finished her off the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. And now, did you but join in or no? In that case, no, because he wasn't comfortable with that. Because mm-hmm. his, for, for, to, 
to his perspective, we're just some married couple, right? Oh yeah, okay, and that's so, the role. So play, he yeah. didn't come with that. So so I, we, he knew the deal. I said he didn't want to um, three ways, so to speak, but he was okay with watching. I watched her blowing. I watched her fucking doggy style. It that didn't last long. And so after he was done, she came and everything else. He left, and we just we fucked hard for the next like three hours. Yeah, that's reclaiming. That was, that's reclaiming. That sex. was I'd never <laughs> done that before, and it was like I said, complete role play. But, yeah. Um, God, it was hot. Yeah. Now, did you have to pay? Like, does that that's an extra charge because now she's like having sex with somebody else? In theory, yes. But I was paying for an overnight, so it was covered. Oh, interesting. How much is an overnight? <laughs> um, <laughs> depends who and where. It can be anywhere from three or four grand up to 10, 12 grand. But what's the most you've ever spent on a girl? At one time? Yeah. Not not over yeah. time. You know what I mean? In one yeah. in one time. Like that That'd overnight that, or whatever. That overnight three grand. Yeah. Three grand. Okay. So, mm-hmm. Don't don't ask me how much total I've spent. I, I purposely didn't figure it out. But <laughs> I, I don't want to know. But so tell me some of like, tell me like your a couple of great girlfriend experiences. Like what is the perfect one that stands out in your mind maybe? This is a great one. It's just the complete randomness of how it happened. Mm-hmm. One of my one of my regulars was a flight attendant on one of the majors. I won't tell you which one. Okay. But needless to say, all three of those majors, Delta, United American, they're huge airlines. They're 10 times the size of Frontier or whoever, right? Yeah. They're massive, massive airlines. So I'm flying into New York, connect through Chicago. And you know how you board the plane and you're supposed to instantly turn to the right and go get your seat, right? Yeah. Well, so I, I hit the plane, and there in the galley, out of the corner of my eye, I see a blonde woman. Right? I couldn't quite get a a good glimpse at her, but I'm like, she kind of looks like, kind of not, but I didn't know. I'm like, there's no fucking way. This is too big of an airline. There's too many flights, and this is what's random here. She didn't live in either city, but she worked for that airline. I knew that, and so I sit down. I'm in first, and so I finally see her when she gets everybody kind of seated, and she starts working the overhead bags, and I'm like, holy fuck, right? Wait, this That's is a girl her. from a website you remember, or had no, you ever this, slept with her? No, 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 no. This is a regular. Oh, this is one I'd of see- your regulars. Yes. Okay. I'd seen her probably five or six times. We oh. knew each other at this point, but we didn't really know a lot of personal information. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But once she made eye contact with me, a she pulled it off like a pro. But B, right then she knew my name. She knew my oh my goodness uh, frequent flyer number. She <laughs> oh <stashed>. no, <laughs> she yeah. And so, so we laughed about. And it. you she, know she's a fucking flight attendant there. I mean, oh, I you're knew, all. I knew that already, and I knew which. I knew she was an SA, and I knew where. Oh, she Oh, you lived, did know. Knew, okay. Yeah, yeah. I knew. I knew all that. Okay. I didn't know her real name, but then when she yeah. went in, I see it in her name tag on her SA outfit. Right. <laughs> so okay. at that point, the whole pretense was blown, and she. It was the awesome and completely random because the entire flight she just flirted with me leaned over unbuttoned her shirt though just played up the whole slutty flight attendant thing right and so i hadn't planned on seeing her in that city because why would she be in that city and yeah. so so we just found a way to make it work that night and just she showed up at the hotel in her flight attendant outfit with the with the scarf and the heels and the, everything else and just had a night of just hot dirty sex it was just awesome because of how random it was yeah, and that is a, like a that's like that's like someone else would want to role play that scenario, but it's kind of like the perfect role yeah. play that someone else would think about the fantasy. Well, it's yeah. like a porn, a hot porn. Yes, people in this industry. Have you ever run into somebody you know randomly? The, the answer is like ninety nine percent no. It's just so random. But like I ran into her on this, this she she happens to be the FA on the flight that I'm on, right? Mm-hmm. 
uh, completely random. And I, like I said, I'd seen her four or five times, so I knew her. Uh, but then after that, we kind of knew each other's names and hell, she knew my, um, yeah, she knew everything status. about <laughs> you. <laughs> she my she's still status. one of well, your, is she still one of your regulars? Yeah. Uh, the regulars kind of tapered off during COVID. Uh, like I said, um, COVID really kind of clamped down on all this, no business travel, uh, you can get out of your house. It was, a, it's logistically hard. Yeah. Um, you can, you can't go, yeah, I'm working late tonight or whatever, but no, you're, you're spare bedroom 24 hours a day. Um, so yeah, but so that like I said, I haven't seen some of these regulars in two or three years. But if I ever get the chance to where they are again, uh, I would in a heartbeat. So, and I still email them from time to time, just see how they're doing, check in on them, uh, stuff like that. But that was probably the most random story I've ever had. There's other great stories, but if you made me pick one, I'd say that one. Now give me another one, but I, and then I have some questions. Uh, let's see, let me think of another good one. Um, Another one I had, I knew she used to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. Now she works at like a major corporation. But like we were fooling around once and she let it slip that she started this while she was teaching. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was completely fucking hot. I'm like, so you were teaching third grade math <laughs> or whatever. So, and you were doing this on the side. Yeah. And I, she told me that as we were fooling around. And I, that just, that was it right there. And I'm like... Oh, and another one. I forgot about this one. Um, an- another one of my kind of regulars that was a regular for a year or two. She knew my thing, too, and logistically we couldn't make this work, like you're saying. And getting three people together is hard, mm-hmm. especially the other guy doesn't want to be known that he's doing this. And yeah. So I, I get all that. Uh, she had a guy set up for like two or three hours, and I had I told her, I said, I want to be scheduled directly after him. Uh, he was done at 4. I was there at 401. Mm-hmm. I said, I don't want you to clean up. I don't want you to do anything. And so I even saw him leave the room. I walked in the room, and that room smelled like fuck. It was just, you could oh, smell it. Oh, my God. That's it, for you, the hottest. And it was her, too. She was, that was one of her fantasies, too. And so just threw her down on the bed. The bed was still soaked and just sweat and just fuck. And just, it was just the dirtiest thing we've ever done. And her, too. That was, she was very under the radar, so it was hard for her to do some of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was just, that was her way to kind of act that out, too. But And me, too. Like I said, we couldn't. To get two dudes to do this together is, is difficult because there's a certain amount of secrecy about it. So you don't want some third party. Of course, no one wants to put a face and a name and when you're doing shit like this. So it would have to be like that one scenario where the girl was going to get her guy friend, not another guy yeah. who's paying. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Or I would I would assume the girl girl thing is easy because they just got to get another girl you could hire. Them. Yeah, go pay another, yeah. Go pay another girl. Yeah. yeah. And, some, and some women do that. Some women don't. They'll tell you if they do. Um, and it's really, they may charge you for that. Maybe not, but they'll be upfront about it if they do it or not. Now, do you travel internationally so that you do this in other countries too, or is this strictly in the United States? All domestic. All domestic. Okay. And my question was going to be though, before I was thinking this is how has this affected your marriage has it helped your marriage you know i know that people are going to be mad if you say that but i would i would think maybe there's an aspect to that like maybe it has helped because it puts less pressure it has and i mm-hmm. don't know why they'd be mad it's, yeah i don't because if this didn't happen looking back i'm not sure if it would have survived and if it did survive i'm not sure to be in a good place right um and i don't want to say i'm doing the lord's work by doing this don't, <laughs> don't, 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 don't not not that at all but i just didn't realize how sex just the act of sex was important to me how the sexual side of it was 
And when you took that off the table, I didn't realize how much it meant to me because I had a decent amount of sex when I was single. So it's not like I ever went six months without it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I'm going four months without it, five months without it. And it became like a major problem that something was missing in my life. So I don't want to say it saved my marriage. I But in some ways it made it better. Yeah, no, I could understand that. There was something that I saw once it, and it explained about why it is that sex is so important in that release. There is something about the release of all that buildup of come that men actually need. It's a need, yeah. a physical need. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. And you talked to, and you talked about needs outside of a marriage. Here's another great story from yeah. Rachel. Like she would she would see women uh, or couples rather is a better term. One of her couples she saw it was the woman that paid, and the woman was a very senior level executive at a very large corporation. Uh-huh. And the woman just had she was had fooled around with other women in college or whatever, and just missed that part of it. So the woman would pay, have sex. The husband got to sit there and watch, but no touch. That it was, she was adamant that I'm the one paying for this. I'm the one doing it. Oh, interesting. So that yeah. was it. That was the woman was paying for the project. Yeah, the woman she, was for the escort. The woman was the client. Yes, the woman was the client, and the husband got to watch. No touch, just watch. Just watch. Yeah, I can yeah. imagine they must have had some great stories for you to hear. Besides the stuff oh, that you it. did with them, right? <laughs> Tell me some crazy stories. I, actually, those are the best. Like I said, I always love that the answer to the question. What's the most worst thing you've ever done? And I always have to stop and think, and then they laugh and have a great story. And like I said, you can make a whole TV series about this. And it's they've tried to do it, but they don't get the humor and the and the and the, and the comedy to it. There is a certain humor to this, and there's there's the personal stories, and that's what they all miss. Well, listen, I just had on Frenchie on my show, and she's a girl in escort that was, she went viral yeah. on YouTube. Do you know her? She was on Soft White Underbelly, and they talked to her. And I listened to your episode with her, yes. Yeah, and now I think that what I liked about her was that she's very straight up and real, and she really has so many stories and puts them out there, and I think that that's why she went viral on YouTube, because a lot of people didn't know those kinds of things. And she's talking from that perspective. She's dealing with guys, mega millionaire guys, and you yeah. know, what they're like and what she does with them and what they want. So it's it's always interesting. and But it's interesting to get it from both angles. Like, it's to me, it's interesting to hear from the man like you. Like Ray yeah. J. I loved Ray J calling into my show. He called in more than once because... He did, yeah. It was super interesting. I didn't have someone at that level because, like I said, it's it's it is expensive, and a, most people will not be able to live in that world. But I think yeah. aspirational stuff is always great, right? That's what people are yeah. interested in. They want to hear about went, what they I, can never do. I went back and listened to his episode, and I, Ray, if you're still out there listening, you got a brother from another mother because the entire episode, I'm nodding my head, smiling. I didn't, he hit every nail on the head. I knew what website he was talking about before he even said it. Yeah. I'm like that. And I believe every single word he said. Yeah. That's what you said to me because when you emailed me, you're like, I don't think anyone's ever really talked about it. I said, I actually did have a guy early on and I was excited when I got your email because yeah. I love those episodes. I like to have stuff on that I don't have on all the time. And this was, this is something that not a lot of people speak uh, about it. I think it's because a lot of people that are doing it, they have to be very secretive. A yeah. little bit more to lose if you're a high-end Fortune 500 CE company CEO. So yeah. I don't get a lot of that on my show, and I think that it was always interesting. So I was so excited that I had another Ray J coming on. <laughs> yeah, and it's like I said, I, the, the personal stories I thought were the best. Like he's like, I can't go out my hometown. Neither can I. It's the, the degrees of separation are very, very few. And if I'm out to dinner with a woman, the, the odds of me seeing somebody else I know are like fifty percent. 
Mm-hmm. It's it's not zero, but when I travel, it's that it's pretty free and easy. It's the odds are basically zero, unless I'm on a flight from Chicago to New York and there's a flight attendant. Now let me ask you: <laughs> Would your wife, if I was talking to her, like, do you think that she noticed any kind of change? Like, because if no. you're this guy that's at home, like begging for sex and you're not getting it, and you're arguing about it, and then all of a sudden you just stop, like, what does the wife think? Like, oh, he must be fine, or, or like? I would like to say there's no way she has it, but there's always personal radar. I mean, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're always asking for something, all of a sudden you're not. Um, how was how does the other person perceive that because when you first started asking me the question I'm like there's no way she suspects but like i said as we, we'd have this these serious conversations and all of a sudden we weren't having any conversations that's about. what i mean yeah, yeah. and how's yeah. your sex life now is it the same as before has it just got worse and you don't Actually, care during covid it got better but mm-hmm. it was rocky because the other part of my life was put on hold that's what i mean yeah because uh, we, yeah, we were the... all locked in our houses for two years mm-hmm. And so, but I basically explained to her, I mean, this is important to me and uh, you have energy for everything else, but you need energy for this. And she's finally come around. That's more normal. And by normal, I mean a couple times a month. And we've always had great sex. We just don't have it at yeah, like yeah, a yeah. better term. Yeah. And so whenever we do have it, it's still good and it's still fulfilling. It's just the frequency and the frequency has picked up uh, lately. Um, and I think that's because we finally came to a head and maybe because I was being more difficult about it, to be honest with you, because before maybe I wasn't pushing it because I didn't need to push it. That's what I mean. I um, would wonder yeah. if like she would be, if it's someone who's very, I don't know, distrustful, maybe would notice <laughs> some people yeah. are, it's easier for them not to see what's going on. I would probably notice like, why isn't he asking me anymore? What the fuck's going on? But yeah. Um, and, I, and I would say that question anybody, if, you're, if you haven't had sex with your spouse for months or years and they're not saying anything about it and something's, Something else is going wrong. I mean, if they have a medical problem, that's one thing. I know. Um, I'm sympathetic to that. But if they're just if they're just disinterested, if they checked out, if they whatever, that's a whole different matter. And so Yeah, there was Ashley on recently who was telling me her husband, she's cheating on him, but he's just home. He doesn't jerk off. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't fuck her. He doesn't fuck anyone else. I'm like, he's fucking something. I mean, come on. Yeah. He stop. <laughs> he's doing something, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, come on. Mm. It's just and it's it is that's just the way that it goes. Um, wait, I had another question and I can't remember what it was. Oh, does anybody in your life know about this? No. That's smart. Not a soul. That's smart. And that's very smart. Not one person has a deathbed secret. Not one person. Uh, the only person was the, the woman that passed away. We figured out we knew about a thousand of the same people. Oh, really? World. And she probably knew more than anybody. Uh, but at this point, no. Right. You don't do that. Yeah, that's smart. I think that one person, if you told me, oh, just my best friend, or I'd be like, uh-uh, not sloppy. That's sloppy. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Not, not a soul. There was a really great article many, many, many years ago in GQ. I should try to find it. And it was uh, it was like why men cheat or how men cheat. And it was written by a man who cheated. And he cheated like you. It was He was very happy at home. He was never going to leave his wife. He didn't want to fucking have an affair. Uh, and he talked about the way he did it, why he did it, and how it worked and why it worked and what it meant. And it was really great because it was very realistic and I really understood it. I should try and find that article. If I find it, I'll yeah. send it to you. It was You would yeah. really relate. It would be like like the way you felt when you read 
you know, heard Ray J's story, you'd feel like, oh, this article, yeah, this is me. And I like to hear yeah. from that guy because I think it's yeah. very smart. I, to me, the worst kind of cheater is the guy who is fucking every girl in town, yeah, yeah. telling his friends about it, doing it, and she's going to be sitting next to people that know. Like, yeah, I've had guy friends like that, and I'm always like, yeah. you're a bottom of the fucking barrel. Like, there's nothing yeah. worse to do to your partner that you really love than to have them sitting across from people that know that you're fucking yeah. other people. I don't know. It's just so rude. They're hey, banging a Hooters waitress or something like that, and then it's just demeaning and it's embarrassing. Yeah, and you and bring you her to Hooters. Families and yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just rude. And these guys that fuck their wives' best friends, I'm like, how do you think this is going to end? I mean, just... (laughs) that uh, Right, that's where I mean. Like, you just can't put everybody in the same category. Not every cheater is the same. I said it to start off, and I know it sounds hypocritical, but I would never have an affair. I don't think I'm having an affair, and I've never had an affair. Right, Um, you see it as just sex. I know that sounds strange. Yeah, it sounds strange to say that in this context of our conversation, but that's how I feel. Well, listen, I don't think it sounds strange to any man. I don't think I think any man understands the difference between sex and emotions. Uh, I think what's really hard is for women to understand that. And therein lies the big effing problem. And it sucks for women. I don't, and they're not wrong. I think we're just wired very differently. And I think we're always projecting. So if a woman, for a woman, if she's only going to have sex with someone that she loves, well then, if you have Mm -hmm. sex with someone else, then it has to be that you like them because that's the only way she could ever imagine it being because she doesn't just fuck for no reason, just to get release the poison like men do. You know what I mean? But agree, but at at this level, there is a connection that is there. I don't consider it emotional affair but there is a connection and so and, and a good example i've always had is like my hairdresser right? i've followed her to four or five different salons i like her she's my friend yeah i pay her to pay her to cut my hair i would never ask her for a free haircut so and so forth but i like her i enjoy the conversation and everything else yeah and so am i having an emotional affair with my hairdresser no but there is that component to it. i don't want to go to somebody i've never met and so um that's this so article that was all about that too. He talked yeah. all about that. How he he really cares about them. He has great relationships with them. He can't wait to hear what's going on with them when he sees them. Blah yeah, blah exactly. blah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like I said, the woman I got too close to. That's where I knew that okay, this isn't just sex as a man would see it. It's there's there's another layer to it. And if I don't watch myself, I could get uh, sucked down into that. Right, but you learn that time not to do yeah. that, and you don't. And that I think is what's important yeah. because I think the biggest fear about someone in a relationship going and having sex, just sex with somebody else is the fear that you would wind up like it's it's the fear of abandonment that eventually that would lead to you leaving the other person that I think if you know, for sure you're sticking around and it's just about that and there's no affair going on and that's never going to happen, which you hope it's not. That's that everyone would be like, that's fine. But I think you never know. There's always that doubt. Look, with you, with that one girl, it it almost happened. So that's what's always scary about opening things up. Because I think at the end of the day, we all, everybody has an, an, a fear of abandonment. You're with somebody, you love them. The last thing you want is that for them to leave you. Yeah. So it is scary. And I think, and to the point about men versus women, I think men do a better job of compartmentalizing yes. their lives. And yes. we can do one thing and not think about anything else, then move to the next thing and not think about the past thing. And they just yeah. don't bleed over to each other. And so that's maybe why I and, and other men are better able to separate sex from whatever else in their life. They're like, well, it's just sex. It's just whatever. And I yeah. think that's why we're able to do it. You see that in other walks of life, not just the sex part of it. But men just compartmentalize better. 
100%. Yeah, it's a very yeah. different thing. And that's why I said, I mean, you could understand why women don't feel that way. But I know that you could also understand the man that totally you, why you see it that way. Like you keep saying it sounds strange that I'm saying this, but I think that half the people listening will understand the men. Oh, yeah, <laughs> the, a lot of women head, yeah. won't. They'll be like, what yeah. a fucking hypocrite. You're a cheater. Why? How could you do that? You know, blah, blah, blah. So uh, but I I understand it in my brain it makes sense yeah. it's uh i think what's hard is what society puts on us and all these fairy tale fantasies of monogamy that come into play and that's a whole other fucking podcast yeah but, no, i agree yeah. um but i think that it's interesting in this and this is why i like to get those little backstories because i like to show different scenarios and show people what it's really like here you are a guy that really does care about his wife because i've had the other guy who's not getting sex from his wife and he doesn't even like his wife anymore but he's still yeah. going to stay with her i mean you really all the other areas of your marriage work and you're going to stay with him her uh and it it was just the sex you farmed it out you figure out a way to do it you you know you have your boundaries set in place you're not sloppy at all you're very thoughtful about the way you do it and uh you're doing it and you're doing yeah. it with the high-end escorts with like you said is a whole other world so i, I don't even yeah. know if i've just touched on a little stuff here and there to get the whole story just Maybe the you surface and, pe and people yeah. have asked me do you, do you feel this is an unsafe way to do it i'm like no not at all Tinder is riskier than anything in this industry. I promise you that. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I think your way is much better. Yeah, you'll see guys meet a girl on Tinder, have unprotected sex for a month, and think nothing of it. Yeah. Uh, no. but, the, but condoms aren't just a necessity. This They're 120%. Nobody would even discuss it otherwise. Yeah, that's good. That's so, a good disclaimer. Yeah, that that's no, there. I don't feel... I don't feel unsafe about it at all. Yeah, listen, I think yeah. you're lucky. I, there's a lot of guys yeah. that are like, yeah, I only do Tinder because I can't afford $3,000 for, a, yeah, you know, a, a fuck. So yeah, I, that's, that's the hard part about this. It's great, but you got you to gotta pay to play. It's, um, yeah. There's a, a price point to it. And the price matters. I mean, you can you can go find an escort for a couple hundred bucks, or two, but it's just not going to be what you think it's going to be. Mm -hmm. um, and I hate to say that and put it that way, but. You have to be able to, to what you think you're that nine or 10 you think you're going to get. You can't just dial them up without being screened to go see them for an hour. That's not how this works. You've got to be double, triple screened, have a couple thousand dollars. You've got to be able to get your foot in the door. Right. It's, mm -hmm. it's, yeah. They're going to call your work. <laughs> yeah. And then just one thing I didn't, I was lucky enough that I had another a couple, two, I think three or four providers. Of That's how I got in. But I'm like, you're going to call my office? And I'm like, yes. But that's it's yeah, that was a bar to clear. But once you cleared it, you're in the club, so to speak. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And how long you've been doing this? Did I even ask you that in the beginning? Because we're wrapping up now. But how about, long? Has it been? About eight years. I said eight two years. two years of that eight or eight or nine. I think, but the two years of that were during COVID. When so yeah. I don't know how you count that. How you count those two years? Oh fuck um, those two years! <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I joke, but that's what's going to get us back to normal. People are tired of sitting at home all day with the wife and kids in the other room, and the guys <laughs> want to travel again for business. If you get my drift, and yes. so this. So this will open back up. Business meetings will happen sooner rather than later. But I think in some weird way, COVID and those lockdown two years helped everybody in one way or another. You got to be a little closer with your wife and you had better sex oh. with her during that time. But now it's business <coughs> as usual. Thank you so much for calling oh, in and you. sharing. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, no, I love this topic. I think it's super interesting. Yeah, if you want to follow up with more details, let me know, but I've hit, I've enjoyed it. I enjoy your podcast. You're great to talk to. That's awesome. Thank you, David. What do we call 
you crash davis crash davis davis <laughs> davis, <laughs> davis um you thanks so much for calling in i'm gonna probably oh, post this you. next wednesday okay okay let me know if you need any more background all right awesome thanks all davis right. oh, thanks kathy bye bye hey, everyone thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode if you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.